You are listening to Holy Words from Holy Cross, the sermon podcast of Holy Cross Evangelical Lutheran Church in Nazareth, Pennsylvania. We hope you find these words a blessing in your daily walk with God. Please visit us on the web at www.holycrossnazareth.org or in person at 696 Johnson Road, Nazareth, Pennsylvania. Be thou my vision, O Lord of my heart. Don't be all else to me, save that thou Let us pray. Almighty and merciful God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, your people have gathered on this night in remembrance of that very night of Monday Thursday, when powerful things were accomplished by you, our Lord, for the benefit of us, your people. Almighty and merciful God, please look with kindness upon the words that will be spoken. May they be guided and directed by you. May they show integrity, gravity, and sound speech. And may they cause us to take a closer look at our relationship with you. It is in your precious name, Lord Jesus, that we ask for these things in this way. Amen. It is not my intent on this night to answer a question, but rather place a question before you that only you can answer for yourself. The Ark of the Covenant. It was a beautiful piece. When Moses gives instruction to the people of Israel, he gives them the instruction that God gave him in Exodus chapter 5 to 27. He was specifically given instructions on how to build the tabernacle and all of the items that will furnish the worship life of his people. And it was this Ark of the Covenant that must have been something to behold. It was made out of acacia wood. It was covered in hammered gold. There were four golden rings on it in which poles that were also gold-leafed passed through so it could be carried. There were cherubims hammered together that their wings touched over the cover of this Ark of the Covenant. It was a most holy piece. It centered around Israel's life. Before they could leave the marriage relationship that they were being offered by Almighty God at Mount Sinai, they would be given specific instructions on how to worship. And before they are sent out, they are told, you don't do anything until the ark moves. The people of God found the Ark of this Covenant to be the center of their life. And it would lead them through their journey going to the promised land. But there were three items that were placed inside that Ark. 
And that is one of the things that we have to pay close attention to. Because it's called the Ark of the Covenant for a reason. It is a chest, just like we described with the hammered gold and the poles for carrying. But it was also made in such a way that it was mobile. So wherever God's people were, he was in their midst. But the content of the Ark was the tablets of the law. And there also inside there was the budding staff of Aaron. And yet one more item, the jar of manna. So we can see that the items that are placed in the ark are of extreme importance because it doesn't say the items carried the ark, but the ark carried these items. So we can see and recognize their importance in our life. So as we heard our readings this evening, we heard when the pastor read from John chapter 13 in verse 34, it says that this new commandment I give you today. And again, we heard in the gospel that Jesus uses this word yet again, new. This cup is the new covenant in my blood, shed for you and for all people for the forgiveness of sins. New, used twice on this night as Jesus concludes the Passover meal with his disciples. I want to read a verse 13 from the epistle of the Hebrews to you so you know that it is absolutely the truth on how it reads. This is what it says. By calling this covenant new, he has made the first one obsolete. And what is obsolete and outdated will soon disappear. By Jesus calling this new mandatum to our attention, he takes us from the letter of the law to grace and to mercy. There's a new covenant in that law. And in the new cup, which is the new covenant, it changes everything. The old becomes obsolete, and soon it will disappear. The new has come. So what I place before you for you to answer in your own time, in your own place, is... What is the Ark of the Covenant today? If the new has replaced the old, even though they make movies about it, and you hear this abundantly, the quest to find the Ark, the most cherished and prized artifact that people could search for. Where should we be searching to find the Ark of the Covenant, the vessel by which these things are placed.
So we understand that one of the things that was in the old Ark of the Covenant was the law. But now Jesus puts the new law. Love one another as I have loved you. It can't be placed inside a container, but inside of our hearts. We become this Ark of the Covenant because Jesus has written this law upon our heart. There was the budding staff of Aaron. In 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 9, it says that you are the priesthood of all believers. The definition of a priest is pretty simple and straightforward. It's like a two-way mirror. It is a person that represents God to the people and the people to God. In the Old Testament narrative, the Levitical priesthood was to offer sacrifice and prayer to God for the people. Who is the priesthood of all believers today? Where would you find the vessel that carries that? And again, it says the manna was in the old Ark of the Covenant. And yet Jesus says to us in John chapter 6 verse 35, I am the bread of life. He who comes to me shall never hunger and never thirst. You see, these articles that were placed in the Old Covenant were for God's people for a purpose and a reason. It was for them to know how their relationship with God should be lived. It was for them to minister to the needs of other people, to offer sacrifice and prayer for them and bring them comfort and peace. And God, through the manna, a word that the pastor used all during Lent, manna for those in their Lenten journey. We have been nourished and sustained by the bread of God. The question I put forward to you today, knowing that these three pieces are what's inside the vessel. What would the ark look like? Hopefully it looks like us when we look in the mirror. Hopefully. That God's law is written on our heart. That we have compassion and mercy and we minister to the people in the world in which we live. And we know that we come to the table to be nourished as we move forward to the land of promise. I ask you to ponder this piece. What does it mean when Jesus says, love one another as I have loved you? When the psalm is being chanted tonight and the sanctuary is stripped 
Think about that. Jesus is calling us to love one another as he has loved us. He emptied himself solely for the benefit and purpose of others, never expecting anything in return for himself. May you be blessed by the Holy Spirit on this night, that he may encourage you to see a truth of how he wants and wills you to live in a relationship with him. Amen. Be thou my vision, O Lord of my heart, not be all else to me, save that thou art. Be thou my best thought in the day and the night. Waking or sleeping, thy presence my life.